0: Alright, good morning listeners and wow. welcome to this week's edition of News from the Drug War Front. My name is Jeff, and my co-presenter, as ever, is Marion. Good morning. Good
1: morning, Jeffrey. Good morning, listeners. Stay in bed for crying out loud. It is freezing out there. Yeah,
0: it's actually chilly. Yeah. Jeffrey,
1: did you have an electric- electricity blowout last night? Did you notice? Uh, Between t- midnight and about three o'clock in the morning?
0: Not that I was aware of.
1: Your clock was, wasn't flashing this morning, your electric clock?
0: Uh, no, might have been lucky.
1: We're, oh, okay.
0: Where, you're, where are you? Ainsley? I did Ainsley, yeah.
1: and Ainsley was just flat, and just all of a sudden. And of course, I had one percent charge on my oh, battery, didn't I? On way. my phones, I, so I couldn't <laughs> ring anybody, or it would have just died. Anyway, good morning, everybody. We are, hey?
0: it shows how reliant we are. We what? are
1: absolutely electricity. It, I was just lucky that I had a candle out. And in a bottle ready to go, otherwise I would have had to rely on my phone, which was about to run out of battery, or a very tiny torch that was on the fridge, which I did manage to find in the dark. Anyway, yep. good morning, everybody. Yeah. It's so cold outside. I don't know where they thought they got were going to get 20 degrees from yesterday. didn't get anywhere near it. And, mah oh, this morning, freezing or what, I've got my biggest wooliest jumper on know, this morning. That's... I just didn't dare not come without it.
0: Yeah, I wish I'd put on something <laughs> yeah, like that myself. So
1: get yourselves a cup of coffee, darling, and sit down, my dears, and listen to news from the drug war front because we're here to tell you what's going on. And there's some really interesting things happening.
0: There are some interesting things happening. Yep. Um, before we get into the show, I just want to say how um, – Relieved and pleased I was about the Brazilian presidential election. Oh, wow. Uh,
1: 1.5 or something the difference was between Bolsonaro and Lula. Yeah.
0: But it was less than 2%. Yeah, yeah,
1: but, yeah, at least. And Bolsonaro hasn't conceded yet, but he should do. Let's yeah? hope let let's let's not hope. any Let's again. hope he's
0: not a Dota. Let's hope it's not a Trump, um, yeah. you know, a Brazil version of Trump, although a lot of people have... Compared him to um, Trump. And what, do
1: you, what do you think of the this Rishi from um I don't know much, about,
0: much about Rishi, Suneak. Neither do um, I, but
1: he's rich as Croesus, or his wife is.
0: He's the so ri- richest MP, he and his wife, yeah. uh, in the parliament, so he's not short, short of a quid. Not short but, of a um,
1: quid, so he's not going to be doing it for the bucks.
0: Look, I With just, any
1: luck, he's doing it for... Yeah, good reasons well, anyway.
0: Good luck repairing Britain after Brexit and the yeah. economic problems and I don't think he's good on drug policy. That was one of the first yeah, things he that was asked would make about sense. and he Just basically came out with the same old, you know, same old, same
1: old, same old Tory line, yeah, Yeah.
0: Tory line, yeah, yeah. So don't expect um, anything. No, no, very heavy on
1: policy stuff, on police policy, tough on crime.
0: But no, Lula's uh, political comeback is extraordinary. Yeah, and it's
1: fabulous. Even though he did win by such a small margin, it needs just a bit of time for him to show his worth. I think. From my perspective, it seems to me that whew, the Amazon may well chance, be protected. Yeah, yeah they because the plans that they had for denuding the forest around uh, the Amazon just frightening. And they're anti-Indigenous. Peoples. Oh, the anti oh, the Indigenous populations the pre- just pretty horri- nasty regime.
0: Anti and they're staying
1: in the they're staying there. Yeah, that was the point. Bolsonaro was making sure. Because of his behaviour was making sure that they stayed in the forest and didn't come out and get counted or have anything to do with mainstream society or, sorry, with not mainstream society but, you know, with Brazilian society, Um, that they stayed near their river and tried to protect protect it as much as they could, their area. Well, With any luck, Lula will recognise that and, you know behave
0: the way that he ought to well he certainly said that in his um in his policy speeches yeah. before the election and um no that's i'm really pleased yeah Brazil was in a much better shape when he was president the last time you know they had the uh, olympic games um yep. a lot of people were raised out of poverty there were um yeah education programs food programs a lot of things, you know, yeah. A lot of things, ordinary went well. people. And yeah, that's the core of his um, support. But um, you know, I think Brazil's sort of divided, um, like a lot. Very of Very
1: divided. In fact, the, apparently the area that he came from voted quite heftily against him, which was a bit sad. But that may have more to do with policy. Sorry. Not policy, politics, yeah. and the politicking of Bolsonaro, yep. and what he flooded that area with, because he had a lot of stuff going against him that seemed to be politically motivated. A lot of those criminal
0: convictions. Well, that you've were got the about- power of incumbency. That That's right. Did a yeah. benefit, but anyway.
1: Anyway, Vee we're glad Malula. he's there. Very, yep.
0: very pleased. Okay, welcome, listeners, to uh, today's edition of uh, News from the Drug War Front, which is brought to you by uh, Karma the Canberra Alliance for Harm Minimization and Advocacy and The Connection which is Canberra's peer-based drug and alcohol service for First Nations uh, clients um we promote the services provided by Karma of course and also uh, report on and discuss stories that are relevant to illicit drug users from Australia and also around the world and we really hope that people um open their minds to think about the whole issue of the way we deal with uh, illicit drugs and the prohibition framework. And, and I was
1: talking to a woman this morning, Geoffrey, and she was actually doing a a program, you know, a, a Get Straight program, And but was nonetheless pleased that this show existed, right? Hadn't heard about it, but was pleased the show existed and that there is some... Competition for the propaganda that mainstream media faces, which says, you know, the drug war, the laws and the drug war um, is rubbish. And we need a voice that says opposition, that, you know, on the media that is in opposition to, to the that mainstream. Kind of stuff. So I was really pleased to hear that. It was yeah. good feedback.
0: Yeah. No, I've got some good feedback too. Yeah. Uh, program last week about the de- decriminalisation laws in the ACT. I'm pleased. A, a to lot hear of people that. were really pleased to get a sense of the, you know, the scope of the reforms and you know the fact that it's a, it's a hard thing to do to be the first.
1: Absolutely, and that the response from the police has been, or rather, sorry, poli- political response has been ignore the federal legislation take the Canberra, you know, you the police should take note of the Canberra legislation and use that as their guideline because that was one of the concerns, wasn't it, that uh, with the Liberal government in, they were well and truly ready to tread on anything yeah, that
2: right the right Labor
1: down. government brought through, well, Labor and Greens brought through in the ACT as they had proved many times before on other bits of legislation.
0: So, yeah, it was a good... to have happened. Yeah, Yeah. and there were a lot of comments from other states saying, way to go, Canberra. Yeah. What's happening with our state, you know? so that's Well,
1: and Andrew Barr's actually very proud of his state, you know, proud of the ACT and of what we're doing, particularly with our drug laws, and it's good to hear him say that for whatever other reasons you may feel about Andrew Barr. He's proud of what's happening as far as drug law reform is concerned. Credit where it's due for our
0: legislative assembly and NLA's.
1: Okay, so Karma and The Connection provide a wide range of services and that's who we represent when we... Well, we are brought to you by Karma and The Connection Um, and this is advocacy, peer treatment support, opioid maintenance treatment support with, hepatitis C treatment, education, art therapy, support groups, rehab services, dealing with stigma and discrimination, mentoring and referrals and managing your access to those services that we don't provide ourselves but can help you go through the process of interacting with because it's very difficult to do by yourself. You need somebody to advocate on your behalf often because dealing with a bureaucratic entity is often a very difficult thing to do on your own behalf very often it's more important. If you have somebody next to you and said, it's just not fair that you're doing this to that person.
0: It's empowering it the client It is empowering.
1: It's somebody who makes it real for you yeah. and can be angry on your behalf because if you're angry at them, often they will take it out on you. Mm. So you really have to be careful at that. Yeah,
0: you can't so, and, overstate the importance of yeah, um, it, advocacy. It's
1: really important to have an advocate there. So anyway, Karma and the Connection are at uh, the Belcon and Churches Centre, Shop 17, Level 1, Benjamin 54 Benjamin Way, drop-in hours are 10am to 4pm Monday to Friday. Contact can be made on 6253 3643 or by emailing at karma at info at karma.org.au or one word. Um, yeah. Justin might say that the uh, annual general meeting for Karma is on the 29th of this month at Havelock House, yes. um, which is where we held last Annual general meeting. or yep. well, biannual annual general meeting, it would be called now anyway. The
0: meeting room at Havelock House. And the
1: meeting room at Havelock House, which is at the ground floor. Yep. <clears throat> Very difficult to miss. But please come to – I dare say it starts probably around – that's a good question. What time does it start? Probably.
0: We'll mention but that next ring week. Ring Camp – yeah. Yeah, Ring carmo. We, yeah. Um, um,
1: we'll um, let you know anyway as we get closer to the date. Only three weeks away now. And
0: if you haven't joined as a member, consider that. It's
1: That's right, and we really check. need new people to yeah. come on and come on the board. It's um, well worthwhile if you're a peer and you are at a loss for something to do. If you have your um, drug using under control because often that's what stops people from being involved with the community time. is they don't feel they have the yeah. time to commit to it. Yep. It doesn't take a huge amount of time but we really would like to hear from you and would like you to at least come to the annual general meeting even if you don't come on the board. Yeah. Well it's a community that's right. If, if we don't have community members there, we can't call ourselves a community organisation. Yeah. And we're trying to develop more community all the time, and yep. you know more power to Chris and to Jeff and yeah, Natasha got some lovely and talk. everyone. <laughs> yeah, and all the workers there because they're really doing. And we have some beautiful
0: news to tell you, which I'll talk to you about a little bit later on. Um, do you want to mention the fly that has come out uh, in Mandarin? Well, Which,
1: that was what I was going to talk later on. Oh, later anyway. on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we might have a song first, Jeremy. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Well, um, <coughs> we can, we can do that. All right. Um, I'll just uh, mention that this uh, show, News from the Drug War Front, reports on news stories that are relevant to illicit That's drug true. users from Australia and around the world. Yeah. Many of the articles featured in this program come from other sources, including mainstream media. The contents of this broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Karma and the Connection. Karma does not condone nor condemn drug use, and we do not promote illegal activity. However, Karma recognises that drug use happens and will continue to happen, regardless of laws and UN conventions. As such, Karma focuses on harm reduction messages, drug treatment support services, advocacy, and community development. We seek to reduce the harms associated with drug use and its criminalisation through the provision of programs that foster community development and the delivery of person centred holistic healthcare. Karma advocates for equity of health service delivery for all people. And,
1: and it's also gained a lot of recognition from other organisations involved in the alcohol and drug oh, absolutely. area. And has been, thanks to Chris and to the workers there, been networking with those organisations so that for everything that is related to alcohol and drug use and users, we have a representative there and we have input to the programs that are developed that have an impact on our lives. And that's important. So I'll do... No, I agree. With I'll do this bit, Jeffrey. I think about the workers saying as you've pipped me at the post. <laughs> A new um, program from from, uh, Karma, which I'm really excited about. I was so excited to hear about it. We have a Mandarin-speaking support worker, which is really exciting, I say. So being alone in a foreign country, this is for Mandarin-speaking people, away from your beloved family members and friends can be hard. If you think you may have problems with alcohol, gambling or drug use and hesitate to look support, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) because of the language barrier, we may be able to help. Our peer support worker can talk to you in your language, advocate for you and connect with any services you may need, detox, rehab, alcohol and other counseling, uh, Centrelink, housing, legal aid, etc. We try our best, we'll try our best to seek appropriate help and support to suit your needs. Karma is a free, not-for-profit, alcohol and other drug community organisation, alcohol, tobacco and other drug organisation. We're determined to mitigate the negative impact of drug use and drug criminalisation imposed on every member of our community, especially those who are living with that alcohol and or drug dependence At Karma, we promote cultural diversity, strive to eliminate any discrimination and stigma towards our members in the community. If you're coming from a Mandarin or Cantonese speaking background, we have a peer support worker who can communicate with you in your language. We promise to try our best to find information and support based on your own needs to get your life back on track. So phone... That was 6253-3643, Shop 17, churches Centre, 54, Benjamin Way, Belcon and ACT, and that's at Karma. And I'm really excited to hear that it's really important. um, Yeah. Because people become so alienated from their community, particularly with dependency issues, Mm. drug dependency issues, um, and gambling, as it says. Yeah. So... If you need to talk to someone about it, we have a Mandarin-speaking support worker and I'm very excited about that and it's something I think that we have, of course, wanted all that time but it's so difficult to find people who want to be involved and are prepared to be involved and be out there and commit themselves as a Mandarin-speaking, Cantonese-speaking, Chinese person or just... From that area, because the community can often be very damning.
0: Well, if you don't speak the language of the country, you know, pre- you cannot English say to be representing. yeah um, and
1: it's also a political issue, very mm. much a political issue. Um, yes, so, so but I'm just pleased to hear yeah. it. It's a wonderful innovation. There is a flyer that explains it all in Mandarin. Yep, um, and that's available from Karma or on the Karma website. And I know yes. that a lot of people will have access to com- uh, computers that are very advanced in uh, computer usage, and maybe a better. And you can listen to. Um, news from the drug war front on podcast, or from either from Karma, from news from the drug war front, or from Two X's podcast. And
0: it's also on Twitter and yep. um, Podbean and various pod- yeah. podcast apps. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned the um, website because it's had a complete makeover. Yes, and it's um, www.karma, which is c a h m a dot org dot au, and it's got all the services, all the things that, you know, Karma provides, um, articles, information about the drug uh, checking facility. um, A whole range of really um, helpful information. And um, hopefully we uh, will be able to organise uh, sufficient funding to... Uh, print the women's stories that we did.
1: Oh, um, that would be wonderful. Cause, yeah.
0: Because it's, you know, a, a good collection, as yeah, you know. Yeah. And you it read was them.
1: very popular. We had some great stories and they're very meaningful and meaningful to a lot of women that I know mm. who don't have contact necessarily with karma but need to actually understand that they're not alone yeah. and that there are other people who have been through the kinds of. Um, problems that they've been through with their parenting, with their access to services, with services access to them, with uh, issues from men and the information that we've been getting over the last uh, few months in particular about the deaths of women, particularly in First Nations women, mm,
2: not from good. domestic violence
1: yeah, and, the, and the impact of alcohol on that. It's just... Horrendous.
0: No, it was one of the so, most yeah, powerful be, initiatives, wasn't it? Um, it was
1: a fabulous project. So to have that those uh, stories in a booklet or laid out for people to read, and then we can yeah maybe do them in Mandarin as Look, well. Yeah,
0: there's a, there's a capacity on the website to donate. Yes, um, through PayPal. So that's another um, improvement. Ah, that's a great idea. Um, Thanks to Mitch for his expertise with yeah. the, the website and social media. Yeah. Because you know, look, especially for younger people and um, you know, people in the rave scene and doofs and all those sort of things. Um, more inclined. Far to more use, inclined to use to use
1: the social media social... than they are to turn up in person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes a while for you to warm up to people, um, or to an organisation and find that
0: what peer what peer organisation means. Yes. yes. And that's another reason why the CAN test um, program is also so important. Oh, yeah. And we actually have uh, a summary of the second month results, results from the
1: second month, which it's improved immensely. The numbers have been immense. Anyway, it's doing
0: well. We'll play a quick let's song. Go a song. And this yep. is uh, your CD, which you brought in, Marion, called London Calling.
1: Yeah, and Songs. it's not The Clash.
0: <laughs> yeah, which I thought it was. <laughs> Way
1: like, before The Clash. That's what everybody has said to me. Oh, I was at The Clash. No, way before them. This is from the 60s, these songs. Yeah. But the one that you're playing is still
0: by a great group. It's the Yardbirds and For Your Love. Classic. I've heard that in a long time. Has. Yeah, it was um, Yardbirds and "For Your Love." There's been a lot of versions of that song too. Absolutely.
1: And you know the the um, the CD was just at the library down at the Ainsley Shops, but I just find it amazing that a lot of the songs that are on it are actually. By people who were, have been in the music business for such a long time. Um, there's one by Chris Farlow called Out of Time that was written by Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, oh, okay. yeah, and they did actually put out their own version of it, but his was the hit version. Um,
0: Petula Clark. Petula zombies, Clark. Yeah, which yeah, hermets, hermets, The yeah.
1: Zombits, yeah, and Steve Marriott from The Small Faces, who, Rod Stewart used to play
0: with. It used to be Rod Great Stewart band. and the
1: small family. Yeah, just fabulous musicians.
0: We're time and for a quick story before the 11 o'clock news. Absolutely. Um, it's yeah. sort of funny, but not really, I guess. But
1: oh, well, it's humorous. Yeah. It's ironic, I guess, yeah. is, is the word. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, I'm doing it. Melbourne man arrested after cocaine-laced frozen chicken truck tried to cross the Hume Heart Freeway. A special task force has been established, including officers from the Australian Federal Police and the Australian Border Force, the AAP drugs updated five days ago. So a cocaine-laced frozen chicken truck tried to cross the Hume Freeway but did not make it to the other (laughs) side. Authorities say they've busted a drug smuggling ring with nearly 500 kilograms of illicit drugs worth tens of millions of dollars seized in Melbourne, including 120 kilograms of cocaine hidden inside frozen chicken products. I wonder if that counts for the ice as well. A 42-year-old Windsor man was arrested and charged with trafficking a large commercial quantity of methamphetamine and cocaine on Monday following an investigation into an organised crime syndicate. A 23-year-old truck driver was arrested and charged with trafficking
0: in a large commercial quantity of cocaine on August the 24th. Yeah, now, evidently police found the cocaine hidden in frozen chicken products in the cargo during an inspection as the truck travelled between Melbourne and Sydney. Both of the accused are facing life in prison. Life.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: A special task force of officers from the Australian Federal Police, Victoria Police, Australian Border Force, Department of Home Affairs and the Australian Criminal Intelligence Commission has been established to investigate the elaborate uh, syndicate. Police also alleged the, the syndicate was operating a drug safe house. Mm,
1: so, I wonder if it was actually – you know they have frozen bags with, with the giblets in it? Um, I wonder if it was chicken, in there. <laughs> I mean, because it does say in there it was sort of in with ch- inside frozen chicken products. Yeah. Interesting concept. I would have thought that um, freezing it might have um, – Disturbed or destroyed the cocaine because I thought freezing it was. I thought it was fairly sensitive drug.
0: Not sure, but it's certainly sort of, not a anyway, You know, bit different than your it's normal. Still
1: tested for cocaine.
0: So, yeah. Uh, look, before we get to the eleven o'clock news, also um, want to mention that there's been a change in the uh, location for the Monday barbecue, like Karma does regular outreach. Yep. Uh, slash barbecues and the one on Monday. Um, Starting from well yesterday, uh, is now from twelve pm to three pm at Marangi Court in Hawker. Oh right, it that's was right. At Watson, we did
1: mention that last week yeah, that it would be changing.
0: That's the right. other
1: thing is today there is uh, um, at the early morning centre the opioid overdose oh, yes, recognition yes. and response with naloxone workshop. It'll be held today at the Early Morning Centre, sixty nine Northbourne Avenue, to book a place or get further information in case because it's going to be on every the first Tuesday, first Tuesday of, every of every month, every month from month, yep, now on. At
0: the end, early morning Um
1: center. call Dave or Damo on six two five three three six four three. But it's on today at two o'clock. Yep. And it'll be finished in time for the
0: Melbourne Cup, don't worry.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got a tip got a tip for the cup, Jeff? Remember as a kid how
0: important it was? He'd do a sweep at school. Yeah. Or
1: and Victoria buy a has a day off. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: public holiday still, yeah, isn't it? Yeah.
1: And it's going to be a very heavy track for
0: anybody who's interested in racing. Well, it's it's got to be wet. Someone was telling me that there had been done work to, you know, preserve Flemington well, from flooding. Well, they did,
1: at, at the risk of surrounding and areas. Houses. Everybody else has been flooded, Imagine- but the track has been kept intact
0: shows the power of gambling and yeah
1: it's amazing imagine the money that must be going into i wonder if that's funding the basketball
0: or something well I you mean, only have to see how many sports betting ads there are on oh, yeah, tv huge i mean it's immense. hundreds yeah. and hundreds you know it's
1: well it can't advertise cigarettes anymore do you know what that means jeffrey that means that people who buy cigarette products don't know what's in them anymore and yet According to the Food and Drug Administration, like Australia's Australian standards, you're meant to be uh, to know what the contents of anything you ingest is,
0: What what's in it. Well, haven't they been really um, careful about revealing all the ingredients, like, well, for decades? Well,
1: I've had a look at the and I've got I'm a of snakes
0: on me, Hundreds of chemicals.
1: And-, and, yeah, and they have, really, there's nothing in it. That tells you what's in it, except yeah? it's going to Nothing cost you a fortune. Except <laughs> it will either tell you it's smoking causes emphysema. There was another one that I said that I'd look at. There's a range of things, but it does not tell you what's in it. And I just thought that that was against the law.
0: I remember a packet I saw in um, London in 2010, and it had a blood-filled syringe, and it was equating. Smoking to leading
1: with, on. With, <laughs> to injecting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and actually ask the um, the guy at the little, you know, street vendor to find me a packet with that picture, yeah. even though I
1: don't yeah. smoke. Oh, no, to bring it back. That would be classic.
0: wonderful to see that. That's amazing. Anyway, we've got the uh, national news coming up and yep. we'll return after that. All right. So welcome back to this week's news from the drug war front. And... Um, I think we'll play a song while Marion's having a cigarette. Uh, This is Santana and Europa. Right, it's nine minutes after eleven, and um, you're with Jeff and Marion in Studio One, Two W X ninety-eight point three FM People Powered Radio. You can tell that Santana. I within was a just going to say that
1: no, you- no, no, um, no way of discriminating against discerning who that was other than Santana. Yeah, I do. Just love- the 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 guitar chords, the riffs. You couldn't mistake it for anyone else.
0: Well, it was a real pioneer of that Latin. Um, you know, sort of in and, and the guitar style. Is yeah, and yet, too.
1: and yet, the album it comes from was about meant to be about the supernatural. Yeah. Um, in fact, that was his probably his contribution to it. It was a great thing. The other one that came from that, hopefully, we'll get to play it later on. Smooth. Was smooth by Rob Thomas,
0: Rob Thomas yeah.
1: which was a big hit.
0: Yeah, it brought him back into the relevance. Time, yeah, yeah. after dropping a, out of sight.
1: Yeah, and the uh, the uh, video clip I remember seeing uh, <laughs> when I was at Her Majesty's His Majesty's um, service, oh. or the Prime Minister's, oh, right, okay. yeah, Governor yeah. General's service.
0: Look, I thought we might um, just run through the, the basics of the second month of Can Test, the Health and Drug Checking Service that's um, set up. It's yeah, okay, ten to one Thursday and uh, six to nine Friday at yep. uh, one Moore Street, um, but a very uh, a huge breakthrough in terms of providing uh, factual evidence about it.
1: And we did say last week that we would bring you some more um, information
0: about it as it came to hand. Indeed. Well, evidently, uh, test staff provided 140 uh, health and uh, alcohol and other drug brief interventions to people who attended, and 16 samples were discarded. So that's that's pretty significant, people just you know given information that was something nasty uh, yeah. you know contaminating their drugs they they yeah, oh, right. okay decided to toss it um yeah, that's he- good heroin uh, tested showed a wide range of purity uh, so it's they're meant suggesting exercise caution when using especially from different Indeed, sources. Indeed, yeah. Yeah, that's very good advice. Yeah,
1: 27 to 71% there was in, in range in differentiation huge, between the good and the bad, and you don't know.
0: Huge range of... Um, huge period. range, yep. And that's where people can get into Make trouble.
1: Make sure, so have your naloxone on hand, Indeed. people, and the training is this afternoon, remember, yep, you can, and you get two to take away... You get a whole kit to take away with you. Still spots
0: when I asked Dave yesterday afternoon. So, yep, uh, you could get in today at two o'clock if you're so inclined. Yep. Uh, Ketamine testing showed highly variable results, uh, with um, ketamine found in less than half the samples. Yeah, that's interesting. Remember in the first month they discovered the. Uh, I mean, I call it cancat because it was a new, yeah. totally new thing that was being sold as ketamine, but wasn't ketamine.
1: Yes, indeed. So, and yet, there has been uh, it says with ketamine was expected in fourteen samples and detected in six. <laughs> Purities range from sixty-five percent to seventy-five percent in those six that they had ket- that had ketamine in them. One sample contained procaine, which is obviously an a, a overcane or pain on the end of it obviously at some kind of um uh yeah anyway i won't go into that because i keep forgetting the words when ketamine wasn't found four samples contained the new psychoactive substance two fluoro two oxo p c e 2 f n e n d c k which tells me nothing it, but it, that's what it was
0: i look at that and it Doesn't resonate. It doesn't
1: mean anything to (laughs) me either. Anyway, it's an emerging uh, research chemical with unstudied and unknown effects. Users of K are highly encouraged to test their supply and exercise
0: high caution. Indeed. Uh, When it comes to MDMA, it was uh, expected in 34 samples and detected in 30. Samples tested And the purity ranges consisted of um, five out of six capsules contained Thirty six to seventy eight percent. Wow, that's Ten out range. of twelve powders contained five to eighty-two. Eighty-two percent. Wow. That's a massive
1: that's huge, um, Dis- disparity. Disparity, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Five out of uh, nine out of nine pills contained uh, less than five and up to twenty-three percent. I mean that's abysmal. Yeah. Six out of seven crystalline contained uh, twenty to eighty-one percent. Two pills also contained caffeine, one pill contained both caffeine and methamphetamine. And one powder contained uh, dimethyl pentalone. Pent-
1: pentalone, yeah. So,
0: um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating, the information that's coming out of this uh, can test service, isn't it? It's-
1: yeah. And uh, one sample expected to be MDMA instead contained MDMA. MDA, sorry, contained MDMA. And it was 58% pure. And cocaine... Back, remember, we talked about cocaine the first time. And how
0: low the How low had. it
1: was. It was expected in 14 samples and detected in 13. Uh, purity ranged from less than 5% to 71%. Wow. One sample contained no cake cocaine and was found to contain methamphetamine.
0: Methamphetamine?
1: Methamphetamine, that's right. Beg your pardon, Jeffrey. You didn't read that properly.
0: Uh, but the heroin section, it said it was expected in three samples and detected in all three with purities ranging from 27% to 71%, so sort of similar to the first month's findings. Pretty much, yeah. Uh To date, no fentanyls have been identified in any samples tested, so that's... It's
1: interesting that there are only not many samples of heroin are being brought in. Do you think people don't want to um, give up their their pieces of how little heroin they get? That might be a factor. Because it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they don't need
0: much to test. That's what needs to be told. Yeah,
1: but 0.1 of a a gram is very little. It's very expensive. That's the price for, like... $80 Eighty dollars for point one of a gram,
0: and I think also the um the language. You know, it was originally when the trials were done. It was pill testing the yes. music festivals, yeah, and that I think is still. Um, so we're still finding a lot of people pills. still thinking it's just yeah.
1: Because yeah. if you know, if we look back and see what we've been, t- they're talking about capsules, uh, crystalline. Yeah, we're talking mostly about pills still. Yeah, but it is actually about all it's drugs, all drugs. Yeah. It's a drug
0: checking service.
1: Yeah. The so methamphetamine expected in three samples and detected in all three, and purities range from sixty to sixty-nine percent. So that's not uh, a big range, really, is there?
0: And I think the latest wastewater sample um, oh. survey said it's still the number one used drug. I mean, I don't know how much that's costing and how accurate that information is, but it's. Still going ahead.
1: It, and it's infuriating. It's an it, it seems to me it's a very expensive way to find out the obvious, very yeah. spurious
0: results. Well, it's not accurate like this is. It can't is, be.
1: It can't possibly be.
0: No, this is accurate. Yeah. You know, you bring we sample. We know. Yeah, they're bringing
1: the sample and they're testing it. Yeah. You know
0: what it is. Now, look, we've got a story that shows, uh, I was very concerned when I read this because it yeah. shows what ha- can happen in a prohibition uh well it's a it's, it's
1: a dead straight lead, isn't it, Jeff? Yeah? yeah. The fact that it is illegal, this is what happens and this is what can happen.
0: Yeah, it's from Daily Mail Australia, October thirty first, by Jesse Highland. And it says, A read cocaine kingpin's dark WhatsApp warning to dealers selling the party drugs for cheap on the cheap. Quote, We will go after families and keep prices high. A shadowy cartel known as, quote, the Commission, has warned drug dealers that their families will be targeted if they continue selling cocaine at a discount price. The Standover Group sent an ominous WhatsApp message to Sydney dealers recently warning them to, quote, play ball and keep prices high and don't make the mistake and ruin lives ruin lives. The text Blasted out in capital letters was unmistakably seriously in tone, and comes amidst a spate of shootings, kidnappings, and assaults in the city's underworld this year. Well, this is happening all over the world. That's isn't right. It? It's not just. It's it, just that
1: it's happening in Australia now. Yeah. And it's only been connected with drugs recently. Yeah. Yeah. They made the connection finally.
0: Uh, it goes on to say mm. to everyone working in New South Wales, we've written a text. Um, Due to prices dropping, said the message first published in the Daily Telegraph, the commission will go after families, drivers, storages, transfers and legitimate businesses. It concluded, play ball, keep prices high and don't make mistakes and ruin lives. Thank you. It's pretty yeah. threatening.
1: And badly spelt, I
0: might add. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I the guess... It
1: goes on. The commission is believed to have been established by senior members of the Comanchero Outlaw motorcycle gang. Early last year, the price of drugs began to rise after the, the Commission enforced a tax for drug shipments arriving into Sydney. A text message sent last year said that to all main players in Australia and abroad who land work in Sydney, New South Wales. As of 2021, there will be a Sydney Commission that will be formed. This is Still in the text, the message went on to complain that the price had, 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 uh, had of meth had dropped because there is no structure, no rules, no reasoning, no sense. New South Wales Police claimed cocaine had jumped by $50 a gram to two, $300 a gram at the time, which they suspect was because of the tax. Now, wow. that's a real worry, Jeff, and that's a direct line from the criminalisation of drugs. Absolutely. If that doesn't say out loud that if you keep things illegal, then those people who are involved in illegal activities will maximise their access.
0: They will do whatever yeah, it takes. And do to- whatever
1: it takes to keep control.
0: Yep, and maintain their profit.
1: And, yeah, maintain their profits and threaten. Community members with death and destruction and dire consequences if they don't comply with the so called commission's the rules commission. of operation.
0: I think they've watched too many you know, Hollywood Harpy movies. just,
1: if they would learn to spell, it would make it, I'd be able to not laugh at it. But the, it is not funny, really. No, it's not funny. But in fact, they, when you read it, they don't spell it even properly at least they could get someone who could spell properly to write it out for them
0: well in a similar vein i thought we might do the story on page 4 Marion. Um, hong kong has made its biggest ever seizure of methamphetamine after oh, yes. uncovering a shipment arriving from hong, sorry, from mexico worth more than uh, 11 1 billion, billion Hong, Hong, Hong Kong, Kong dollars, dollars yeah. more than 198 million Australian dollars, and this is uh, by the AFP from ABC uh, website, October 29. So this is uh, authorities have said that authorities yeah. have said yeah. yeah. Customs officials found a record-breaking 1.8 tonnes of liquid meth hidden in cartons of coconut water en route for Australia last Saturday. Senior Superintendent Lee Ka-Ming, head of the Drug Investigation Bureau at Hong Kong Customs, said the shipment likely involved a massive international drug trafficking ring. Quote, we believe the liquid meth of very high purity came from South America, was packaged there and shipped via a convoluted route to, to Hong Kong to be sent on to Australia, Jesus. No mm. arrests have as yet been made. Hong Kong has so far this year covered more than uncovered more than double the meth seized in the whole of last year, with almost three tons confiscated by authorities. The latest bust came days after law enforcement seized more than 9.1 million US dollars. That's more than $14 Australian dollars hidden in electrical transformers, which was also headed for Australia. Mm. So serious amounts. It is.
1: Hong Kong authorities were alerted via intelligence exchanges with overseas law enforcement to the possibility of large liquid meth shipments arriving in the city, customs officials said. Quote, coconut water, quote, ship, uh, bracket shipments from Mexico are extremely rare, he said. The last time was 2016 and weighed just six kilograms. The contraband was found among other goods in a cargo container and identified using x-rays last Sunday. An online search for the shipment's alleged recipient, an Australian company, came up empty. Officials said. So, people who are receiving are getting smarter about hiding their identities. The previous large myth bust, the previous largest myth bust in Hong Kong, came in April when officials found 700 kilograms of the drug hidden in an
0: industrial shipment from Mexico. So, huge amounts are being sent to Australia um, because it sells for top dollar. Here? Indeed, it
1: does, and is becoming more and more popular, yeah, because right. of the lack of other drugs and it seems particularly through the can test results that people, although they have a drug of choice, will take which is cocaine, will use methamphetamine or yeah met- use methamphetamine as an alternative, yeah because it has an amphetamine-type effect where cocaine also has that effect but of a short, shorter nature and a – I don't know how to describe it, but it has a different nature but MDMA has something similar and lasts a bit longer.
0: Well, it just goes to show that prohibition is going to lead to um, more and more um, huge shipments. That's um, right,
1: and use can test because we still don't know what we're getting. No, yeah, no. The only thing that we can say for sure is that if you ask for, if you go to get heroin, you'll get heroin. The purity could be, uh, could be questionable. Yeah, but we get he- we do get heroin. Yeah, but the other tr- drugs, which I'm so glad they're testing for, need to be looked at, and we need to be thinking seriously about why the drug laws are as they are. And it's time now to stop just thinking about it and just talking about it, but get into making a difference as we are in the ACT, changing the drug laws to sensible laws rather than putting people in jail or making them, you know. And it's not as if drugs aren't available in jail. Jeffrey. Well, that's
0: also true. Yeah.
1: So we can't we can't say that we're putting them you know, taking them away from the community. The drugs are going into the communities in jails. Everybody that we know that has been to jail has had
0: access to drugs of some form or another. And drugs are available in countries that have the death penalty or Absolutely.
1: It doesn't matter what the penalties are for possession or sale of drugs. They still will be available.
0: Yeah. Just the
1: price will be higher. Yeah,
0: the price will be higher. Where
1: the risk is higher, the price is higher.
0: Yeah. It's the iron law of prohibition. Indeed. Uh, I might play a quick song. I hope this plays. It's a bit of an old CD. It's um, from the film The Crying Game Boy George. I get it. Uh, Let's hope it works. That for a while, it was a really poignant movie, *The Crying Game*. Yeah, um, so
1: you're saying, Jeffrey? So from release from way back when the troubles in Ireland were really
0: it, yeah, prominent, was, yeah. Yeah, when before, the IRA were um
1: before they joined forces to form government, yeah? before the
0: Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, okay, it's coming up to twenty nine past uh, eleven. You're yep. listening to news from the drug war front on two
1: double X ninety eight point three public radio. Two double X.
0: Um, and again, thanks to 2XX uh, for their support and the support of all the other um, great original shows that are made. Um, and yeah, broadcast. and if you
1: feel that you want to support Two XX and Public Radio, which is a really important service, you can do that by getting in touch with Two XX, uh, donating money because it runs on public funds. It is not funded from any other source other than public money. So <laughs> they get a little bit of money from the ACT government, but it's pretty minuscule, I think. It's not as much. It's certainly not as much as it used to be when it certainly when it was set up. It needed money for establishment. Yeah. So okay. yeah, but it does require public money
0: to function it does this next article I think is worth doing Marion yeah we haven't actually
1: done anything about this and it really is important Um, it relates so centrally to um, people who use drugs because of the reasons for using drugs I think anyway it's about drugs disability and the NDIS and it's from the bulletin from November this month's edition 2022 by the pennington institute the ndis was uh, designed to support people living with disability but its inner workings have not always been clear to those attempting to access it especially people with complex needs how does the ndis work for people with co-occurring disability and drug use The National Disability Insurance Scheme or NDIS was first piloted in 2013 and became fully operational in 2020, but there are many unanswered questions around how the system is meant to serve people with disability who also use drugs. Can it cover the costs of drug treatment, for instance, or does drug use itself disqualify someone from accessing the NDIS? And that's a really pertinent question because very often drug use stops... Services from wanting to be accessed by those people who are using drugs. Or the rules were applied more stringently. That's right. And particularly if you're talking about people who are young, so under 16 year olds, you cannot acknowledge that a person uh, under 16, I think it's under 16 still, uses drugs and, and deal with them as a drug user. So that makes it, that means that they will not. Access the service. Full stop. and means it stops. It's just a barrier. Yeah, another barrier to services and another indication of the discrimination that drug users face. Another service that yep. won't deal with us. Okay, so by all accounts, getting into the uh, onto the NDIS as a person who uses drug people use PWUD is a gruelling process. The first set of hurdles, such as individuals typically face, such individuals typically face, are practical barriers that prevent them from completing an application. Anthony, obviously not his real name, a senior occupational therapist with CoHealth, says that most of the team's clients are dealing with multiple compounding factors, like, in housing, like housing instability and forensic histories quote which go hand in hand with substance use the quote goes on they often don't have stable accommodation so the stakeholders who are trying to assist them have nowhere to send the paperwork to be filled out uh, the end of the quote consistent uh, access to a phone or a stable internet connection are similarly rare even when these needs are taken care of the process is anything but straightforward Anthony speaks of, quote, the undue or unnecessarily complex uh, complexity of ant- accessing the NDIS with clients routinely forced to relay the same often traumatic information to multiple agencies. Quote, the ser- they, the service providers, are so separate and s- that they don't talk to each other. So it's often an exercise in futility, at least from the client's perspective, mm quote they will generally find the entire ndis process overwhelming they know the uh, they kind of know about the ndis from their peers and by the time it comes to any ndis discussion they've heard from their mates it's not worth it it's too hard claire another acronym uh, not not her name a sydney based ndis recovery coach is even blunter Quote, it's literally a nightmare. If you don't have someone holding your hand, like a psychologist or a GP, you're you're not going to do it.
0: That's pretty clear and straight to the point. That's pretty straight to the point, yeah. Then there's the question of whether drug use can be grounds to reject a claim. Anthony states plainly that this is not the case. If it were, he reasons, he would have no clients. Jen Madsen, a mental health advisor working with Higher Up in Complex Support, says that active drug use does not disqualify someone, but the support on offer does not extend to drug treatment. Quote, they'll have a diagnosis, that's their primary diagnosis, and then they may have developed addiction issues along the way. What, what they're getting the funding for is that prim- primary diagnosis, not for drug and alcohol use. She also stresses that problematic drug use can complicate the application process and create safety risks. For support workers, risks that higher up is unwilling to accept. Quote, we need to ensure that they're on the road to recovery, she says of her clients, that they're in a safe space and our workers are going out to safe environments. So the old, you know, The old, every every drug
1: user is a beat or
0: other. And potentially a risk to caseworkers. Claire raises a related problem. Quote, a mental health condition such as schizophrenia or bipolar might become invisible in light of drug use, end quote. Someone applying for the NDIS may not be able to prove that it is their disability rather than their drug use that is negatively impacting their life. Stuart, uh, obviously another alias, has been on the NDIS for a serious physical disability since 2015, but he has never disclosed his decades-long heroin dependency. He has heard many instances of peers being strong-armed into treatment options that they did not want or didn't feel ready for, such as opioid substitution therapy. He says that these recommendations, they're technically voluntary, come with an implied ultimatum. Quote, it's like, well, you don't have to do this, but we would strongly advise you that you do if you want to stay on the program that, mm. that you do, end quote. Beside these specific concerns, there is the more general issue of stigma. A lifetime spent navigating government systems and support agencies has instilled in Stuart an instinct for secrecy. Quote, you keep your head down, you don't want to raise red flags. And we say that all the time, don't we? When we, we do. Talk about- Always.
1: People do not acknowledge their drug use because it basically distances them from accessing uh, the stigma Of uh, distances
0: from accessing services. And so many people have had bad experiences. experiences. They just think best to keep quiet. That's right. Tell no one nothing. To illustrate, he relates an incident in which a visiting support worker was moved to declare her Christianity upon seeing a Bible on Stuart's coffee table. Stuart, a staunch atheist, had inherited the Bible when his mother died the previous year, but he chose not to correct the support worker's assumptions. Quote, if she thinks I'm a Christian, well, that's probably better for our relationship, who rationalises. I'd rather she thinks that I'm a Christian, which is false, than I'm a drug addict, which is true. Understandable as this approach may be, the obvious drawback is that it inhibits Stuart and others in his position from accessing the help they might need, or even finding out whether that help is, is available. Despite its many flaws, Anthony says he is, quote, a big proponent of the value of the NDIS. I would argue that without the NDIS, some of the participants that my team was servicing would be in a position where they weren't ever able to achieve any sort of stability. He Mm. cites one client with complex needs, including drug use and an extensive forensic history, who, prior to accessing the NDIS, had not had stable accommodation for a decade. Without the NDIS, those mental health issues would never have been addressed, because the drug issues always came first. I quote. had
1: a friend who has been on priority housing list yeah. or on, sorry, emergency housing list for eight and a half years.
0: Whoa,
1: eight and a half years.
0: Is that the top classification? Or? About
1: as top as you can get. Yes, <laughs> not well, not just priority but emergency. So she, but eight and a half years. That's just crazy. I think housing. It's hard enough to find rental accommodation, let alone yep. priority housing or emergency housing. It's just That's, ludicrous.
0: That that needs yep. serious investment, doesn't it? It and, does.
1: Yep. Um, anyway, Anthony qualifies this example by noting that such cases are not the norm. Admitting his astonishment that this client was able to access the NDIS at all... <laughs> Excuse me, I think she had a fantastic occupational therapist and outreach team. Indeed, having a committed, compassionate, And well-connected support team who will advocate on the client's behalf is usually the key to success. And we say that all the time. We do. Yeah? It's one of the things that karma does for people is advocate. And if you have a support team that advocates on your behalf, you will often succeed in getting access to the services that you need. Indeed. Anyway, to continue. But whether your team meets those criteria is mostly down to luck. And that's true too. Megan, another alias, a person who uses drugs from Sydney, is of the same opinion. Quote, if the support worker is someone who has a lot of stigma in their head around substances, that's going to affect their ability to do their job well. She counts herself lucky that she was assigned a support team with their own lived experience of drug use, which made it easier to breathe Broach the subject without fear of judgment. And I wonder whether it's about acknowledging that you've had an, a lived issue, mm-hmm. yeah, lived experience with drug use, rather than because I think so many people have lived experience yeah. that they're more likely to be, they're more the norm rather than those who haven't had any experience with drug use. But that's just my opinion, Jeffrey. Yeah. But you could definitely argue that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, but sometimes that—that's you know, having lived experience makes you doesn't make you any more sympathetic. It no. makes you less sympathetic. Yeah. It's
0: no guarantee of anything. No guarantee
1: of sympathy to or em- empathy. Anyway, uh, Jen Madsen agrees that people who are considering considering appri- applying to the NDIS should first surround themselves with a strong support team. Team, and she presses the importance of coming to their first meeting armed with all the necessary documentation. But she also has a bleaker message for prospective applicants. Quote, Understand that the process is going to be traumatic in itself. It sounds terrible because we're trying to assist people, but they go through this process of invasion. What happens when you do this? Who supports you when you become unwell? Do you experience suicide ideation? All their lives, they've been told. Look at your strengths, she explains. But when preparing for their first NDIS meeting, the message is suddenly flipped. Quote, you have to unveil and reveal all your illness and struggles and you do this to a stranger that's very hard to cope with. How common is co-occurring drug use and disability? That's a big question, actually. The link between poor mental health and drug use is well established. Around 80% of the people with problematic drug use have at least one other psychiatric diagnosis. Excuse me. But when it comes to the overlap between drug use and disability more broadly a category that often includes mental health conditions but also covers physical, intellectual and sensory impairments, reliable data is far scarcer. Claire, another alias, is a Sydney-based NDIS recovery coach specialising in psychosocial disability, says that around 70% of her clients use or have previously used drugs. By contrast, Two support workers we connected through online disability support network higher-up have only dealt with one client each for whom drug use was an issue. Anthony from CoHealth says encounters with clients who have co-occurring disability and drug use are a daily experience. That's in quotes. This isn't surprising given the uh, the organisation's niche. Quote, Helping those members of our society that have some difficulty accessing health services and advocacy for various needs
0: that they have. Yeah, look, I thought that was quite an interesting take because in I uh, have come across much that um, talked about the NDIS
1: in and- a positive world. Well, in a, it's a very complex. System, yep. but it becomes even more complex you when you add him. drugs into the mix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's very, I mean, I remember we had one um worker that used to work with what they called co morbidities, that's right, that was I drug hated use that and word. psychiatric health. So did I, yeah. hated it, and I knew the guy that had the job, he didn't like the name <laughs> of the job. <laughs> <laughs> But he I understand the the role but I don't think it was anywhere near broad enough and NDIS should have been the place that or the organisation that filled that gap. Yeah, and yet what we're finding is that the propaganda has seeped through um, into those workers. Some of those workers, uh, and some of those workers who have lived experience of drug use, are sympathetic, and some of those people who have
0: used drugs or have lived experience are not sympathetic. Yeah, the problem, Marion, is that most of these big social programs are set up on the neoliberal model of for-profit, you know, like the old CES became the job network. Um, Aged care is mostly private-owned and for-profit, you know what I mean? Yes,
1: very much so. Well, not only that, but you have a look at the... um, the uh, permission slips. You basically have to work in organisations like uh, a certificate of working with children, a certificate for working with people. Vulnerable people. people. Vulnerable people, yeah. Yeah. There are a range of things that you have, of hurdles you have to jump. If you admit that you have um, a lived experience of drug use, it can work against it it. you. Yeah. Absolutely. It can operate way against you, yeah. particularly in gaining any of those permissions, if you like, to work with vulnerable people.
0: Which really is crazy. Because you
1: are one of those vulnerable people. <laughs> yeah, doesn't <laughs> So make there's much sense. a lot of peer stuff that's involved in that, Jeffrey, that we really should be considering part and parcel
0: of NDIS. Yeah, I've sort of been thinking um, just over the last few months, you know, given the difficult state of the world, that ironically, prohibition is just, I mean, look, it's a disaster, as we say every week, but with the, the worries and fears that people have with you know ukraine war climate change cost of living you know all, all the, the things that made us not want to live over I mean, the last 10 drugs years is actually
1: a, a very sensible thing to do
0: very understandable <laughs> absolutely and it might actually help people cope with um the mental health stresses well, and strains
1: jeffrey the last 10 years i found myself advocating that children did people did not have children which i didn't think i would ever be
0: doing it, what just given the help
1: didn't didn't produce children oh, because okay, the state of the world and the potential state of the world
0: right
1: well the state of the world at the time yep. was horrendous yeah and, it's, and, and the potential worse. state yeah. was not gonna didn't look any better no so and and I fancy saying that to your children don't yeah. have kids
0: yeah it's pretty powerful
1: yeah especially when I've got two I mean it's yeah. just
0: yeah, it understand. was
1: horrifying to me. You know, get a dog.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. look after possums. Yeah. Anything. Don't well, have sure children. Don't bring them are into this world. Yeah. Absolutely. And look what it does to families. It's just yeah, just frightening, Jeffrey. That's all. Yeah. And I just think it's that a troubled world. And it's a troubled world, and we need to dig our way out of the hole that yeah. we've dug ourselves into.
0: I thought I might play a sort of appropriate song. It's Johnny Cash's take on the Nine Inch Nails song, Hurt. Um, Yes. Bit of a classic Johnny, Johnny Cash.
3: I hurt myself today though Yeah uh-huh.
0: A ah, very powerful uh, take on Hurt by Johnny Cash.
1: It is, isn't it?
0: Yeah, the video is actually extraordinary too because it shows um, images of his whole life and, you know, it's, it's just beautifully yeah. shot and really poignant. Um, I think I shed a few was tears the first time I saw it. Was
1: after his death or was he, I doing, think he was doing a live performance, a live um
0: uh, just a him and the guitar, he yeah. Was, he was doing a series of albums, um, like a, a famous producer, I can't remember his name, decided that he warranted um, an opportunity to record some more songs before he passed away, given what a great okay. career he'd had. And he yeah. dropped out of Public View and a lot of people didn't, you know, yeah, buy they his records. Yeah, missed him, or, yeah. And he did some beautiful stuff. Listen, um, just... Uh, to close out the show today of course is international drug users day yep and uh, i couldn't find a, a statement for um today but the, i've got inputs one from last year which of course talks about mm-hmm. what what the, the concept of it is and how the war on drugs has been one of the greatest policy failures of our time with co- countless lives lost to incarceration preventable deaths and disease and pushed to the very margins of society um and essentially what We're we're trying to do. We're trying to celebrate uh, the history and affirm our rights. Now, today on Karma's Facebook page, every hour there is going to be an update on uh, International Drug Users Day. So, um, if you on socials, check out Karma's Facebook um, uh, site or page. Yeah,
1: that's a great. And don't forget, we have the Mandarin speaking worker. So I'm hoping maybe if we're going to do every hour. Um, maybe they might do it in Mandarin as well.
0: I'm not sure what it the plan is. It would be is. lovely
1: if they did, but I just want people to just exhort people to, if they have, if they speak Mandarin, that is their first language, their language at home, that we have a Mandarin speaking support worker at Karma, and please get in touch for Karma with any problems with alcohol and other drug use and your relationship with organisations or your community or your family or discrimination, any of the services that Karma provides, we also provide via our Mandarin speaking support initiative. worker. It's and a
0: fabulous initiative. I'm very proud of it. Hopefully that. we can extend it. Um, look, just finally, to mentioned that um, the point of care testing program, which is um, the update where you can get your blood taken by a pinprick. Um, there was a launch of that program by the Minister for Health, uh, Rachel Stephen Smith, last Thursday, yep. 27th of October, at HEPA ACT in David Street and Turner. Um, so the program's funded by ACT Government's Healthy Canberra um, grants through the Reach, Teach, Treat, Thrive program, which we have spoken of a lot, Karma and the H- HEPA yep. ACT's collaboration. Because the aim is to try and eliminate Hepatitis C by the year 2030. That's right. And we can do
1: it. We well, can eliminate Hepatitis C if we try. We just have to extend it and make sure people access the services that are provided by Karma and HEP ACT because it's important. You can cure Hep C yeah. and you can cure your liver and of the damage that, that Hep out. C has done and people need to... Not only be aware of that, but access the services that can help them get onto
0: the treatments that are available for hepatitis C. Well, that's also been a big part of the Eliminate Hep C project that Burnett Institute has been coordinating. Because, um, as you say, the direct acting antivirals are capable of curing you of Hep C and
1: um, it's restoring phenomenal. your liver. Yeah. Just, just phenomenal. It's, 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 we can't cure HIV, but no. we can cure Hepatitis C. Yeah. No reason why you should live with a, de, a deteriorating yeah. liver because of your Hepatitis C. We can cure Hepatitis C. Just get access to either the Reach Teach Treat or the pinprick test yeah. to have a look at your, hepat, at your liver function and get in touch with the service or with Karma via the
0: uh, bus, yeah? Well, we're going to have the point-of-care um, equipment point of care on testing. Fridays and Mondays, yep. so we'll keep you up to date on the details about that. But yep. the last figures I saw was that the Kirby Institute said that uh, more than 90,000 Australians have been treated with the new Direct Act in antivirals, but wow. that's only about half of all the people currently HIV positive. It's an estimate, but... Yeah. There's still a ways to go. But, uh... Well,
1: I'd be interested to know too how many of the people with HIV who are HIV positive or who have HIV are also hepatitis C positive because the combination of um, sexual transmission and needle stick Or needle injecting, sharing injection equipment. I'm not sure. Well, I just think it's an interesting question. It's an open. I'm not expecting an answer, Jeffrey, from you. I'm just saying, it's a question that's out there that maybe people who have HIV need to have a look at their hepatitis C status because it may impact the effect of you and your.
0: Functioning. It wouldn't hurt to get cured of it. Okay, that's us for another show. Take care. We'll be back again next week. Um, we
1: love you all.
0: Check out the Karma Facebook page, check out the website, and um, yeah. talk take care. to your
1: friends. Tell them that um,
0: we're on the podcast as well. Indeed. Yep. Bye for now.
1: Bye.